Today's guest is an award-winning author, a former executive in the high-tech industry, a businesswoman, a Christian mystic, and a Ricky Iller. She focuses on helping others change their lives and finding their true purpose by trying their to-do lists and giving their to-do lists over to God. Welcome to the show, Margaret. How are you doing? Hi, Toby. I'm doing great. Happy to be here with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to have you here and I'm so glad about the topic that we're going to speak um, today, you know, to-do list and God, um, you know, our spirituality. I'm, I'm so happy that I'm going to learn so much from you in this conversation. I'm so thankful for the kind of um, synergy that we've already created you yeah. know, even before recording this or recording this already, yeah, starting this conversation. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, I would just love to, first of all, learn more from your story of being a single model of eight, working full time to support your family, returning back to the university to get your bachelor's degree in mathematics and sleeping less than four hours every night and waking up in panic, worrying that, you know, things have not been done, basically. So would you like to share this experience with us and how you were able to overcome the panic and the worries? Yes, it's interesting to me because what happened is, as you pointed out, I was a single mom, eight children, half were in college and half were in high school. And the ones in, co in college were living at home because that's how I helped them <laughs> go to college. Yeah. Like, you can stay here. <laughs> and then um, as an executive, I was used to going through my to-do list and figuring out what were the most important things to do and managing them in the way that I hope nothing ever became critical. That, that's how I was used to living my life. And then I decided because the high-tech industry, excuse me, at that time was changing that initially you just had to be smart, not as smart. But mm -hmm. then as I started to um, go out and try to get um, funding or go public, then you had to have that degree. And I only had about two semesters left to finish my degree. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to do that too. And so there I was, single mom, eight kids, sole financial support, um, working in the high-tech industry, which is very demanding, and yeah. going to school full-time. And all of a sudden, I, I could not figure out how to get everything done that needed to be done. Hmm. I just thought, and you know, the worst thing is that when I did something, often it turned out that the person I did it for would change their mind. Like I would show up at a class with a paper written and there'd be a note on the door that the professor was sick and we didn't really have to turn it in until Friday. So I did, huh, you know, there were other things I could have done last night <laughs> or I'd be going to see a client and I'd have all this stuff that they'd asked for and I'd get there and I'd say, oh, we've changed our mind. We want to do it this way now. And I would think, uh, you know, if I just could see the future, I think I could figure this out, right? And then I thought, yes. oh, wait, I know who can see the future, who does know what's coming. And I'm going to start asking God. I'm going to say, okay, here's this list of more than I can possibly get done. And I think I have the most important things at the top. What do you say? And that's really how it started. I, I was a list maker, still can occasionally make lists. They aren't, they're not long like they used to be. And, you know, like, here's kind of a list that I was praying about. And yes. God's like, do this. And so I would just take that list to God. Here's my list. And what do you think? And, and I had learned to recognize his voice at that point. And so I could just kind of go down through and have this thought. You don't need to do that. 
You don't need to do that, but you do need to do this and sometimes add some things to it. And when I started doing that, if I only focused on what he told me to do, and I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, it looks like I have an extra 10 minutes. Maybe I'll read a whole book, you know, like kind of like that, right? <laughs> yes. Like you like that, right? Yes. Or, and I was the kind of list maker that if I did something that wasn't on the list, I would write it on the list so I could mark it off. Right? Yeah. Do you do that? <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. yes okay. We know who we are, right? And so for me to turn this list over to God, really, I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't been desperate. I don't like to be micromanaged and not even by God. That's kind of how I felt. But after I did that, what started happening is if I only did what he told me to do, I was finished by eight o'clock at night. I could just sit and relax and enjoy time with my children. I got plenty of sleep at night. I never woke up thinking, oh, what about this? Because I knew that the person who knew what was coming had said, this is all you really have to do today. And, and my life also gradually began to be changed as he added things like, don't worry about that, but do this instead. And that um, is when I say that's when I found my true purpose, because he led me in directions that I probably wouldn't have gone in. You know, like even writing the book, it was, was that, that was not on my list. Yeah. Tell me, have you ever seen those or done one of those exercises where they ask you to make a 20 year plan for your life? Um, not really, but like the five year plan, for example, or the two yeah. year plan. And then you do 20 and then five and then one and then, mm. you know, this quarter and this week, right? Like that plan. Yes. Okay. So yes. I had a 20 year plan and I, uh, now, it's now more than 20 years later. And let me say, my 20-year plan was a good plan. But where I actually am is so much better. <laughs> like, That's great. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. I would love this life. What I like to say is I gave my to-do list to God, and he gave me the most beautiful, unexpected life I never knew yeah. I could have. that's so beautiful I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because you know sometimes people lo look at this and say okay what do you mean by giving your plan to god you have to be you know yourself be in a position to be able to you know organize yourself in a proper way and you know do things yourself and you have, everything is within your power basically but i'm so glad that you're making mention of the fact that we have this you know overall powerful person entity god who has the ability to see the future like you said and also with his understanding and you know vast knowledge is able to tell us or wisdom also is able to tell us you know what to do and what not to do and even what to add to our to-do list also that's so beautiful and he, you know he loves us he wants us to be happy he, he it, mm. it was like margaret you're gonna love writing you should write where yeah. I mean, he might say to someone else, you love making music. Go ahead and mm. pick up that guitar. So True. it's as if I wasn't doing the things I most love because I was trying to do the things that were most important. And he knows what is more important than, than, you know, than our plans or so. Yes. But someone is asking out there that, oh, Margaret, um, yeah, I have my to-do list, but and I, I love the fact that you're able to, you know, give your 
to do list to God to you know help you to um, you know streamline it or make it better and you know reorganize it basically. But how can I do this? How can I give this my list of fifty things I want to achieve today? Yes. Um, over to God. <laughs> how can I do that? Well, that's how I started <laughs> because what happened is that um, I started just was like uh, this, but then I, I got it. It was under control, and so mm-hmm. I took it back. Okay, thanks. Thanks, God. It's good now. And so I'll take yes. it back. And then a couple mm-hmm. years later, it was worse than ever. I had these, uh, you know, those yellow pads with all those lines. Yes. I had five yes. pages of to-dos on a yellow pad like that. And I, there was, I just was like, there's no way, you know, I'm ever. Wow. And so I started again going to God and saying, what should I do today? And then I realized something. Well, I guess I what did you I had thought that it seemed weak of me to have to ask God, mm. right? Like, mm. I should at least be able to figure out how to get through a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why would I bother God with this? But the nice thing about God mm. is he is unlimited. He has their time. He, he doesn't live in time. He lives outside of time. So he's not constrained by time. He's not constrained by um like we're like, well, we only have so many dollars. He doesn't have that limit. You know, he can take care of the war and he can take care of your, your car tire. That's flat. Right. It's not, he's okay. He's got it. He can do it all. Mm -hmm. So what I realized is I was reading through the Bible and I was reading the, this, this thing in verse in John where, where Christ says, I, I always have the father with me. Because I always do those things that please him. And, you know, look how much he accomplished and how he just seemed to be at the right place for different people. And so I thought, well, if Jesus can do it. And then also there's the Lord's Prayer. I was reading the Lord's Prayer and it, and it goes like this. You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. And I was trying to imagine... Um, God in heaven and the angels rushing up to him. God, I have so much to do today. Um, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? And then it's like, ah, oh, gone, right? Or are the angels saying, what do you want me to do today? And so it changed from what should I do to what do you want me to do today, God? Yeah. It's almost always helping someone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost always. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But how, how do we how do we hear the voice of God? Good question. Like, can you teach us? Yes. How do we do that? Toby, I'm hoping you're going to chime in here with how you hear the voice of God too, right? Yeah. So I knew how to recognize that calming spirit that comes um, when you're when you're in His presence. And sometimes people will make a major decision, and they they say, you know, I just knew it was right. Because I felt that sense of calm assurance. This is right. Yeah. Yeah. But to actually hear his voice, to be able to discern that voice from all those voices in your head, you know, the one that's saying, what voices in your head? I don't have a voice in my head. That voice. Mm. All those other voices, the voices that are going on when you try to meditate and to figure out which one is the divine. That I actually prayed about. And I was in my early 20s, and I just said, I don't know how to hear your voice. 
will you help me? And then I had some experiences. They were very similar. And the way it went was I would, I would have a thought, like once I was making dinner, yeah. a lot of these stories are in the book. Okay, so I'm making dinner and I'm making chili. See, I remembered. And, yeah. and the thought came, invite the Jones family to dinner tonight. And I thought, they just came to dinner Friday night. And it's Monday. I'm not going to invite him. That would, that would be weird. Okay. Well, yeah. Working away on my chili. And the thought comes again. Invite the Jones family to dinner. And I thought, yeah. well, it's Monday night, you know. And <clears throat> we plan activities just for our family on Monday night. And we had little kids. And I wanted to teach them about tithing. So we had a little plan of what we we're going to do that night. So I said, yeah, I'm not going to invite him. And then the thought came again. Invite them to dinner and invite them to stay for your little lesson. And I and then I thought, oh, is this God? Maybe this is God. And so they did come to dinner that night. And then we had the little lesson on t- which was on tithing. And it was, you know, all the blessings that come if you give part of your income away. And it, mm. so no matter how little you have, you can give a little tiny bit, right? And it was a 10%. 10%. We're teaching them the whole thing about, you know, what tithing means, what the blessings are found in Malachi. And the father said to us, we wanted to start paying tithing. And we started, but then we got behind. And then we wanted to catch up, which, by the way, I don't recommend. But he was a consultant and, you know, his income was sporadic. So he got a check. And it was enough to catch up their tithing, but they didn't have food. And so they were back and forth. Should we pay our tithing or buy food or should we do half and half, pay half our tithing? And they prayed about it. I thought, okay, go ahead and pay the tithing. It's going to be fine. And they paid the tithing and they went to church and they, he, he said, before we left church Sunday afternoon, which was the day before, he said, we had invitations to dinner every night of the week. Yeah, he said, except one, (laughs) except one. We didn't have an invitation for tonight, right? Monday. So that was me. Like, that was me. And so I, people say it all the time, we're God's hands, but I really got, we're God's hands. Okay, he's trying to answer Mm -hmm. their prayer. He's not going to send ravens with food and drop it in their mouths. No, I'm going to call and invite him to dinner. And so Mm -hmm. then I had two more experiences like that during the week. So here's here's how I learned to recognize it. One, it is a, it is a still small voice. It, it's quiet. And second, it, for me, and for most people, God knows we have a hard time hearing it. And so he will continue. Like, remember, he, he told me three times. And I'm arguing with this thought. Now, that's part of the way I know it's God. A lot of times I'll have a thought and I think, nah, and then it comes back. And about the third time is when I think, oh, yeah, okay, this must be God. Mm-hmm. And so now I've reached the point where I can actually have conversations. You know, I can actually say, once it was, you're going to have too much to do today. Don't go by the library to return those books. And I thought, mm, this is before the internet where you could go online, you know, and mm-hmm. take care of it. I just thought, yeah. Oh, I just, I hate to owe a fine. I mean, I hate to owe 10 cents. Because <laughs> I didn't read my books. Okay. Same year, same year. So I hate to owe five cents. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, then the thought was, well, just call them. 
and you know, do it over the phone. They'll renew your book over the phone. I thought, oh, good idea. So I did that. So that's kind of how he is. And yeah, so what are the issues doing this? One is I really do not like to be micromanaged. I, it really is difficult to, mm. at first, when I first started, to turn this over to God. So, hmm, what would I say about people who have, have yet to hear his voice is to say that prayer. I, I don't know how to hear it. And I, I assure you, he can figure out how to teach you in a personal way how to hear his yeah. voice. That's true. I love that. And I, I, I can totally relate to that too in the same way. Like I also hear that calm voice. It's always a calm, sweet voice, sometimes like a whisper. Mm-hmm. And it comes at you know, at moments where you're not expecting it to come to you. Like for, for example, I could share I could share an experience. I was I, I love going for walks in the evening. And um I sometimes I love going through the nature um, to just take some walks. And there was a day I um, decided, okay, now I'm done my day, my day walk. Um, let me go for one hour walk in the park, for example. But then that sweet voice just came to me. That that small silent voice came to me and said, "Why don't you go to the um, grocery store to buy something?" I'm like, "I don't want to go to grocery store. I don't need anything from the grocery store." <laughs> so, so, but but I just obeyed. I said, "Okay, let me just." carry my bag and go to the grocery store and get maybe one or two items that I could find maybe. So on my way to the grocery store, um, a man in front of me um, stumbled and fell on the floor and yeah, was bleeding and oh all through gosh. that. And I was just at the position, just right in front of him. And I was able to you know, to help him up and call you know the emergency line and call the, you know, the um, emergency doctors to come pick him up and stood by him for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so just to ensure that he's alive and the doctors were able to, you know, take over and take him to the hospital or wherever they took him to. Yes. And then this, you know, the, the voice came back to me and told me, oh, that is exactly why you're going to the grocery that was store. It. That's, <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I've had those same experiences. Like, why are we in here? Okay. Yeah. But yes. And he, that's what I was saying, uh, Toby. It's not like when I did this that he said, okay, sell everything, go be Mother Teresa in India. It's more like mm. what you said, where mm. just these thoughts come. And I've had so many of those experiences. And sometimes... Mm. I think he's wrong. So, and I've learned he's not. See, so just doing it has taught me that I can trust. Mm. So once, um, you know, I always have the same one. We had an internet business and I always had at the top of the list, the same thing, ship the orders. So Monday through Friday, ship the orders, right? And Monday was the busiest day because we had orders from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it was half the week practically was Monday. Mm. And one Mm. Monday, the thought came, you're going to be busy today. Don't do the orders. And I thought, Mm. well, I'm doing the orders because it says right on my website, next business day, we ship. And a lot of people will call like, hey, I didn't get my tracking number, you know? They expect me to keep my word. That's what I said. Like, I'm not listening to you right now. <laughs> so, you know, I did the orders and then went to the post office. And it was a federal holiday, so the post office was closed. Um, and I didn't, wasn't paying attention to when the holidays were because I worked for myself, right? <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, well, apparently God knew the post office was closed because he said, don't mm-hmm. do the orders. Yes. Yeah. And so I had to have experiences like that where mm, I thought, well, okay, I think you're wrong about this one. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we, we are human beings, you know, we, we, we tend to make mistakes sometimes or just, yeah. you know, disobey sometimes, which is not good, but yeah, <laughs> God understands us. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'll just say, I, <clears throat> I think this, what if everybody did this? What if everybody got up and said, what do you want me to do today, God? Everybody mm-hmm. would be living just the happiest life. And there would be so much less contention. And I think people would all have what they need. It seems pretty simple, but that's how I feel about it. But, you know, I would love you to share a little bit on how we could distinguish between the voice of God and every other voice that you know just comes to us basically like that that's t- t- it tends to be confusing sometimes like oh is this God speaking right now or is it just my thoughts is it just something yeah that, my you know, ADHD is what I like to say is this God or my ADHD talking like when he stopped yeah. you in the middle of whatever you were doing and said go to the grocery store like yeah okay mm. but sometimes I can ask is this you I'll think oh wait a minute is this you and sometimes I think it doesn't matter just do it you know I had a friend who say you know if it's a good thing do it. Now, I know there are people who are easily distracted. And so they really should learn to recognize when it's truly God and not just, you know, oh, squirrel. I'm going to go chase that now. Right. But (laughs) so part of it, I think, is as I can ask for confirmation, this is you. And then I don't get too caught up in it. You know, if I felt like it's a good thing, I'll I'll go ahead and do it. And the second is, is, it is a good thing. And the third thing is he's very concise. God's concise and he's clear. When we were serving as missionaries and we were at one point going up to Alaska to live, which I was not happy about because it's dark and it's cold and there's grizzly bears. And so I was ready because I had bear spray and I had a warm coat, you know, so I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And I said to God, is there anything else I need to do to repair, to, to repair, prepare? And this thought immediately came into my head. Take a brisk walk every day. So now think about that. I just said a prayer and I had a thought. And he used a word that I understand, but I never use. And it's clear and concise. Brisk. Brisk. I have never, Toby, in any conversation ever used the word brisk. But I know what it means, right? You know what the word (laughs) means, right? Do you ever say to your friends, oh, it's brisk out today? No, we don't. No. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So we know what it means, but we don't use it. And and I I did know what it meant. meant, It meant don't take up, you know, running a marathon and don't. But don't get out there and just kind of stroll along smelling the roses. I want you to get out there and get your heart rate up, mm-hmm. which it turned out we needed in Alaska because we went to live north of the Arctic Circle in a small village that only had, you know, maybe five miles of road kind of all around the village. And yeah. to get a, a car up there, you have to barge it up. It costs 10000 bucks, And we were only going to be up there for seven or eight months that didn't make sense so we walked everywhere but i was in shape because i had been taking that brisk walk every day yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh that's beautiful (laughs) 
So, in, 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 no, in, in, we're talking about, you know, um, taking the walk and um, Yengo's voice and distinguishing with his voice. I would just love us to talk about your book, your book series, oh. In His Footstep. That comes in right into, you know, taking that, hearing his voice and walking those footsteps. Yes. <laughs> so, can you, tell us, can you tell us more about this book series of yours, the ones that are, have been released, the ones that are coming? What are some lessons that we could learn from them also? The first book... So I'm terrible at coming up with titles, but the first book is In His Footsteps, um, the to-do list. I gave my to-do list to God, got more done, more sleep, less stress. And it has similar stories to the ones we've been sharing here along a project. And how I came to write the book is at one point I felt God say to me, and this was back in 1998, 99, I want you to write your life on the internet. And Blogs were not a real big thing then. And I did have a product on the internet. I knew how to put up pages on the internet, but I wasn't quite sure how to do that. So I fiddled for a while and finally said, I don't know what to do. And, and uh, I, was, I found this site called Open Diary where you could privately write your life and uh, sort of anonymously and people would respond. Mm. And I did that for a couple of years. And then the thought came now, I want you to make a book out of that. And I, what I was writing was these experiences with God that when I got up and said, okay, I asked God what he made, wanted me to do today and here's what happened. And so that became the book, the first book. And then the second one in his footsteps missions, we basically sold everything that we had except for my husband's tools because, you know, you need tools. And we stored those until we got back and we spent um, four years just traveling and serving. We were living for a year and a half or so in inner city, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we spent a lot of time in the prison, doing a prison ministry. And then we went up to Alaska and spent time up there in some villages and working with people up there. But that book, I'll share one experience from that book. Um, And it, it was coming to understand how he likes us to pray. So what happened is we were in Albuquerque and we were meeting with Spanish people. And I have such bad Spanish that when I speak Spanish to people, they think I'm speaking English. They're like, oh, I don't speak English. And I was like, oh, well, I thought that was Spanish. <laughs> and I tried, okay? <laughs> yeah, I was bad, yeah, yeah. but I tried. And so we were meeting with a family that only spoke Spanish. And so some friends had come and they were the ones who were interpreting and we were given a Bible lesson and talking and um, we set a time to come back and the friends were supposed to come too. So we showed up there, but the friends did not. And so now I, I have this Bible lesson. I could say it, but then they would talk back to me and I'd be like, because <laughs> we didn't have the little phone app then where you could say here say that to my phone and it'll tell me what you just yeah. said right so yes. i i was praying this, this is what i was praying help the friends come by and see our car and know we need help mm-hmm. and i prayed that over and over and they never came the next day i ran into them and they said to me oh my gosh we drove by that house last night and we saw your car and we thought, wow, they're brave because they really need help. And, you know, what I left out of the prayer was have them come in. <laughs> <And help. 
Oh. Like he answered my exact prayer. And I'm like, like, what are you, data? Are you a computer? You know, because I, I shouldn't talk like that to God, I know. But I was thinking, I had a prayer. I think he knew what I wanted, right? And he said, yeah, yes. I am specific and clear and concise, Margaret. And I, I want you to learn to become like me. I want you to be specific and clear and concise. And so it, it, he wasn't being mean, but he was teaching me, you, you got what you prayed for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the book, we have a similar experience. We're coming, but I've learned it, right? I think I've learned it. So this mm. is like, oh, I don't know, three years later. We're yes. driving down from Alaska to kind of get into the U.S. from Alaska. You actually have to go through Canada. And it's all, I mean, there's mountains and snow and there's hardly ever any other cars on the road the time of year we were driving. And we had a truck full of just household goods. And in Alaska, cars, when they slide off the road, for some reason, they just flip over. And people are constantly flipped over with the snow and stuff, breaking out their windshield. And they're trying to, you know, this is how it happens. Or they're next to a, a mountainside and they go over, roll, roll, roll. And what happened is our, our truck slid off the main road and was kind of on the road and on the shoulder. And there was a drop off next to us. And I am just praying, like, Keep us upright, keep us upright, keep us upright, keep us upright on the road, keep us upright. Mm. And then I stopped praying long enough to say to my husband, why don't you pull us back up on the road instead of, and he said, because there's too big of a difference, height difference. And if I jerk us up, there's a good chance we'll just go barreling over on the other side of the road and we'll be worse off than before. And so I thought, oh, oh, well, immediately the thought came, pray for what you want, right? It was like, help us get back up on the road. And yes. right then there was like this sort of angly thing where he was able to pull us back up on the road. It was like, God was saying, okay, you began your mission where I taught you to pray specifically for what you really want. And now you're ending it. <laughs> what I'm confirming, <laughs> that's what I want yeah. you to do. So. Mm. Wow. I love that. That means, you know, when I work with God or relationship with God, it is just lesson that may helps us also to improve our lives, improves our communication with Him, also improve you know the way we see things and go um, you know ask for things also from Him. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes you know it's He doesn't give us what we want, but I I've been able to talk with Him about some of those things too. Mm -hmm. But I think what a lot of people pray is they pray direct my path today that I'll yes. do what you need. Right. And I'm, so I'm a little more specific cause I do lists like, tell me, tell me, you know what I need to do. Cause sometimes his path doesn't take me by anyone. And the second thing I notice is that people will pray this prayer. Just um, bless me. Mm. But how do you know when you were blessed? Good question. So sometimes you can say, did you bless me today? <laughs> and a thought will come. Did you, like, really? <laughs> you know, because, and he'll, he'll help you see it. But that's part of the reason I think it's important to be specific. Toby, once I was praying for a special blessing. A lot of people your age are unaware that in the 1970s, there were three recessions in the United States. And to buy a house, uh, the interest rate was like 10%. And people would get a job and then there'd be another recession and more layoffs and they'd lose a job like that. And I was in my early 20s and we had children and 
my husband kept getting jobs and losing them. And so I was fasting and praying for a special blessing. Those were the words I used. And we had three children at the time. And so I'm praying for the special blessing, praying for a special blessing. In my mind, special blessing meant good job that he can hang on to, right? And so after I've been praying that, the thought comes, that really peaceful, powerful thought, your prayers have been heard. Mm -hmm. And you are going to have a special blessing. Mm -hmm. You're going to have another child. And I thought, what is wrong with you? (laughs) 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 We can't even see the ones we have. You know, he needs a job. Now another job. Like, oh, my, excuse me, I'm yelling into the microphone. But. (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's like what and that's when i you know i was reading i read the bible and i came across that verse in isaiah that my thoughts aren't your thoughts nor my ways your ways because my thoughts are higher than yours and my ways are higher than yours and so you know i eventually ended up with eight children they've they've all turned out fine they're in stable marriages they have you know decent jobs there's worth a knock on wood thing Okay, so another recession is coming. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that story. That's so beautiful. Like God always has His plan, which is not necessarily our own plan, also. And you, and like your story says, like He finds a way to take care of us and bless us. Like yeah. children are blessings, and you are praying, you are praying for a blessing, <laughs> and He gave you a blessing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I mean, yeah. that's not the blessing I meant, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so beautiful. Uh, wow. I mean, it's 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 really it's really uh, you know a lot of things to take from your book. There are a lot of lessons to to get from this your book. Like, where can people get it? Where can people order the book? Where can people buy the book from? Okay, so you can find the books on my website inhisfootsteps.com. and I have both books listed there. And the third one that's coming, which has to do with marriage, that and. There and we're and the links to where you can get them. So you know any bookstore, they can be ordered through any bookstore, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and also I have um, the first book is an audio book as well. And also on that page, if you scroll down, I have the links to my social media sites or pages, and then it'll pop up. It doesn't cover the whole screen. There's a little pop up that says you can sign up for my newsletter, and my newsletter is once a month. And Toby, I am tired and I'm old and you're not going to be spammed. You will be lucky to get it once a month. But I do have a commitment once a month. And, and I put um, stories in there similar to the ones we've shared today. And I also put in um, links when I'm having specials on the books or anything like that. Yes. Oh, that's good. I love that. I'm going to place this link in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone who's listening right now to just click on the link, copy the link and, you know, order the book or even get across to Margaret herself for more questions. But before, before we run off, I, I have other questions I would love to ask you. Um, I would love to ask about, you know, your relationship with God, like from your experience so far, what are like some tips or some ways you could share with us in which we could use to improve our own relationship with God also? I do believe he meets us where um, we are, Toby, and he will lead us to the places that we need to be. And in my case, and and so I I need to do it. Um, My relationship with God is at the point where I have learned to ask him questions, where I spend a lot of time with him in the mornings, Mm reading the scriptures and trying to understand how he thinks, Mm -hmm. you know, why did this happen? And as I said, asking him what he wants me to do. And then I 
spend the day try to spend that's why i call myself a christian mystic yeah. in his with his spirit yeah how, how, how can you explain that them you just mentioned now christian mystic what's the christian mystic yeah, i mean that's kind of an ancient term and it refers to people who uh, sought a daily and constant experience of being in god's presence mm. or having his spirit and, you know, Toby, we've talked about what it, we feel that peace when you have his spirit, right? Yes. And so I have learned to pay attention to, am I in his spirit now? Mm. And when I, as soon as I read the definition of Christi, Christian mystic, I thought, oh, that's me. And I know plenty of Christians who that's their goal. That's how they try to live their day. Mm. Oh. So, and, and in the evenings, I do what is called contemplative or centering prayer. Have you heard of that? Ah, yes, it's when you maybe sit in silence with you know in God's presence, for example, and just um, wave all your thoughts away and um, just yes. be one with Him, basically you know, in silence. Yes, yes, yes. and it's His time. I'm that's my time. It, it, it's His time. So you know, in the morning, I'm praying, I'm asking Him questions, and in the evening, when I'm doing contemplative or centering prayer, I'm just sitting there, open to whatever He wants to send me. Mm. I have asked him recently a few questions and I've begun to see, I won't call them visions, but pictures in my mind mm. as he answers, you know, that pictures are worth a thousand words. And once when I first started doing centering prayer, which was almost 10 years ago, yeah. I can remember saying, I, how do you, how do you know what's going on with everybody? You know, how do you manage all that? Mm. Not that I really expected some immortal infinite being to be able to explain it to me, but it was a question. Yes. And, and immediately I saw a vision of a, uh, a web in my mind, like a spider web mm -hmm. and everything connected. And this thought, you know, like when something moves on a spider's web, it knows mm -hmm. because it, it can feel it. Yes. I guess if you're a star Wars fan, it'd be, there was a change in the force, but he could <laughs> feel it. He can just feel it, you know? Yes. And, and, and I felt like that web is how we are all connected, and we are all connected. So, I don't know, after about a year of doing the contemplative prayer, or a few years, mm. I, I was bored with it, to be frank. Like, oh, I have to go sit in silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, I, I, I mean, I'm really clearly not a very good Christian, but I, I do have a message. So, and the message is you can even God can use you even if you're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You just have to so, be willing. Yeah. You just have to be willing. Mm -hmm. And so I said, um, you know, like he said, you know what you could do, Margaret, is you can just sit there and send love out. Like you can just sit there because we're all connected. You don't have to be with someone mm -hmm. to put love out into the world. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that. And then recently, I said to him, I, I say this prayer all the time for other people. Help me to see this person as you do. And help me to love this person as you do. But I've never said the prayer for myself, Toby. And, and people say that. I've heard it. Like, you should ask God to show you how he sees you, who you are. Yes. But I couldn't do it because I thought I would either be such a mess I would get depressed <laughs> or he'd show me this awesome person that I would become prideful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
the other day I prayed that prayer. And what is interesting is he showed me that I was a calm, a calm person who was a small leader in righteousness. I only had a few followers. <laughs> I had a few who would follow me. Yeah. And that was my best self when I was paying attention to him and being righteous. Mm-hmm. And then, and so that was when I saw myself as he saw me. But then a few days later, he showed me like I was an infant wrapped up in his arms. Mm-hmm. And he was just loving on me even though I was an adult and I could, and I was watching that feeling that love. And then he handed me to me and I loved me. And I, I usually I'm trying to fix me. (laughs) So I'm trying to make me better, but I just loved me. And it was the most astounding experience. It was like you love when you love an infant or a puppy that you don't have to. I really got that I didn't have to be anything but me. And that was lovable. And because I felt that for myself, I began to feel that for other people too. Mm. And I, I didn't expect that. Yes. Wow. That's so good. And when you love yourself more, you, your, your relationship with God gets, you know, better also. Yeah, because yeah, I really believe he loves me. So I, I really appreciate, you know, everything you shared with me. Like, you know, you sharing about your story with God. You loving yourself shows that God loves you even more than ever, love you more than you could love yourself possibly. So I'm, I'm so thankful for everything you taught me in this episode, Margaret. Thank you so much for teaching me about how to hear God's voice and how to get closer to him. And also sharing more about <laughs> your book in his footsteps. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it you. so much. Yeah. Thank you, Joey. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.